0: tattoo removal thing but it's also for like hair removal or something but it, it's one of those chinese like cheap an
1: everything things. removal <laughs> tool.
0: yeah um and basically it certainly
2: could remove
0: you
1: know a
2: couple of a couple of
1: fingers your yeah. lips
0: so it's a laser gun where if you know you're trying to remove a tattoo it, normally they use something like this and it just dot by dot kind of like shoots like little lasers yeah. at you like
1: mm-hmm. a dot matrix printer basically yeah. yeah for your skin
0: yeah um so he bought one of these and it was advertised as being like what a million watts or something yeah. like that. <laughs> um, and so he he tests it on a bunch of stuff. It puts pits in his table. It puts pits in metal. <laughs> it, but then it, you try it on yourself, and it's not actually that bad. And he actually removes some sharpie from his hand. Um, but then he uses there's a green laser which is hotter apparently than uh-huh. the red laser okay. if I'm understanding correctly and that hurts you like, it's do like not about do whether it. or
2: not the laser ignites the air which is, yeah. has something to do with the, the color of it yeah he huh. destroyed
0: huh. his camera lens <laughs> that's good uh, with it <laughs> it was really good yeah um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's very easy. much like a
2: guy with a handheld camera doing like, a, hey, guys, here's a product review, except this is the, the laser that kills you. It's like, how it's for tattoo removal. It'll remove all the skin with with the tattoo. It'll how, take. How much is this? Uh, he said in the video, hold on.
0: I don't think it sounded very expensive, if I'm remembering correctly. Well, let me, let me
2: uh, see if I can get a million. million if what? I can get a killing
1: you laser for less than $50, dollars i kind of in. There's no way. That's cheap. All
2: right. All I'm, right. Right. I'm less looking at you right now.
3: Oh, it's eBay and it's Chinese, so it's probably less than $100. Laser.
2: What's the most dangerous laser you can buy for under $100? <laughs> yeah. Uh, but that's a good question. Do you have to go – where do you have to go for that? You have to go to, like, the industrial printer place. I bet you um, something made for, like, laser engraving. But that's not, like, a yeah. gun. That's, like, a big housing thing that you put something underneath. Well,
1: yeah, you would just have to uh, hold it up to somebody. <laughs>
2: I feel like you could just take it apart and get whatever the no, nozzle No, 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 no You have to hold have the it. whole thing.
1: <laughs> right. and need an extension cord long enough to bring it to the person you want to zap.
0: Those laser pointers can like make you blind. Yeah. If you like, they, they put can them make you blind. Eyes. Not me. Not. Oh, okay. Only me. Yeah. You're already blind. I just oh. went to the eye doctor.
1: My Your vision, vision is, is augmented. They said my eyes are really strong.
3: Yeah. Okay.
2: This one says 2,500 watts. It's $1,600. Mm. This, is, this is also hooked up to a big casing, big machine. Okay. You, could, yeah. you could definitely hold somebody's head
1: up to that little thing. Yeah,
2: I feel like you, you just need to mount the thing on your back, right? Yeah. If you have some kind of generator power and mm-hmm. you got a... Like, make it like the little guy on your shoulder in Death Stranding that Yeah, <laughs> the, uh,
1: the z- sonar beam. Yeah,
2: Laser plasma pen for skin tag remover freckle black dot papilloma pap- pap- <laughs> tattoo. Pap- <laughs> pap- <laughs> Uh, SFX, 1,000-watt laser cleaning machine, metal rust oxide oil paint. This one has, like, you wheel it around like it's a fucking lawnmower. And that one <laughs> takes off rust? <laughs> no, <yeah. laughs> That's what I need. Wait, hold on. Isn't rust... Rust doesn't just accumulate on top of it, right? I thought that was, like, a, like the metal itself oxidizing. Could, it, you, can it you is, actually but just it laser is, it off?
0: You, you can, but you're also taking off a... A thin layer of yeah metal. it's
2: still less structurally sound as much as the price goes up we're getting more and we're getting heavier machines heavier, to house this things yeah yeah i will i love the idea oh this one says it removes active acne which seems a little extreme there are like creams that can do that
0: do active acne <laughs> does it mean pop zits
2: i don't know it just says active Active. I wonder if it's. It says uh, tattoo. Tattoo, not tattoo. Sorry. It oh, removes. Tato. It removes tattoos. Uh, melasma, nice. age spots, active acne. Acme. This, so this is <laughs> a uh, falls down on you. <laughs> this one you is nineteen thousand dollars. Oh, that's good. Um, 19, this one 000? is fucking oh. huge. Uh, so we're looking at this right here. Where's
1: the laser come out?
2: It's like a. It's this giant. It's like on a big crane. Oh. Okay. It looks like something you'd see at the dentist.
1: Yeah. You can melt someone's head with that.
0: I see?
2: From Texas.
0: From Texas? All the
1: way from Texas you could do
0: it? <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, it's a big laser. Wow. That's good.
0: Huh. Yeah, that's definitely like a a dermatologist. Is but it removes tattoos, Seb. It yeah. removes
1: tattoos. If you need your tattoo removed.
2: I love the idea or of like some YouTube product review guy get buying a... like. Trillion megawatt power laser, and just be like, All right, let me test it on my table. and let, yeah. me, te- let me test it on my before I test oh, it on my skin. One? Let me test it on what five, happens if three? I shoot my breakfast with it? Yeah, exactly. I uh, it's like uh, an okay. even more dangerous version of those like industrial press guys. Oh, like, yeah, uh- <laughs> oh, <is> this- <laughs> a thousand degree hydraulic press. <laughs> a thousand degree- no, is this a. One- 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 oh okay there it is so no, it's, it's a mix between this one's 480 the yeah. thousand degree that's not or bad
0: really 480 yeah he probably makes enough on, on patreon.com Patreon Patreon please slash don't, don't cast, cast please don't cast <laughs>
2: we will do uh, <laughs> testing a laser on our own skin I got some I got some sun spots I could take care yeah. of yeah some age spots some eyeballs that I could I got Taito and yeah. Acme <laughs> I've got Acme <laughs> Remove Taito
0: and Acme, corporations. Please remove the anvil from my head. (laughs)
1: I've been trying to get rid of Roadrunner for years.
0: (laughs)
2: Welcome to Please Don't Listen to This, Your Life Depends on It Cyber Timber, Whoa. the show where we do some stronger, install- better, where <laughs> <laughs> we install something different every single week. Uh, we are hacking in this week to Armored Trooper Votoms, which wow. is an anime from the early 80s that I could not get enough of. And this is going to be a kind of three week stretch where we're Digging into the artificial, the mechanical, the, the digital. Cyber. We are
1: sci-fi
0: yeah. anime. No, not yeah, not sure. just
2: sci-fi anime. What, what are you doing? Oh, we Sisters have a
1: sci-fi video game coming out this oh, okay. <laughs> week. Sorry,
2: right, right. we could have narrowed it down a lot more, but I'm happy we did because that, that makes it <laughs> that makes the theme broader. Uh, so, who do I have here with me today? I have some of the most flammable. Uh, armored uh, trooper models that I have ever seen. We have the brutish dog, Alex.
1: Oh, hello. I'm aiming a kill laser at you. It will also <laughs> remove your acne. <laughs> <laughs> I hope that we that have, made it in the episode. Hi. yeah. yeah well, no, that's definitely making it Okay. Uh, we have the burglary
2: dog, Seb.
0: I don't want to get in the robot. Don't <laughs> make me do it.
2: Uh, Congratulations. And I am your host, the red shoulder on the wrong shoulder, Nick. Uh, the Left is right shoulder. and right
0: is wrong. Man. Yeah. <laughs> it's also the wrong color.
2: Uh, I love how he gets on them about that. He's yeah, was like, uh, a good bit. But if the, I think the, the funny <laughs> thing about it is like if, if they don't care, if they get it wrong, then who else is going to know? Yeah. Like, so only Kiriko cares about which shoulder is the right one, which of course comes back later. But um, this show, there's a lot of things I like about this show. I love Mecha, uh, and Armor Trooper Votoms is unique among mecha shows for not just the scale of it, these ones are pretty tiny, all things considered. It's like the height of three people instead of the height of six people or the height of 10 people or the height of a hundred people, like fucking- if you you would like a comparison,
0: there's a YouTube, a very good YouTube video that goes all the way from like fucking chibi robo size to the spirit of Kamina, which is the largest thing. Oh
1: yeah, the universe-sized mecha.
0: He's larger than the universe.
1: (laughs) Um, I think a good touch point for this episode uh, a couple years ago, we covered the Mobile Suit Gundam movies. That's right. And we talked a lot in that episode, if I remember right, about Mecha in general and how this whole thing started.
2: Mm-hmm. And this is a great jumping off point because this is also made by Sunrise, and this also has the same Mech designer. Not oh, okay. The, not the, prime, not like the only Mech designer, but the um, the primary mech designer for Botoms also did, for example, the Zaku 2, which you can kind of tell. The Scope Dog is almost like a riff on the Zaku 2, but even less human-like. The, um,
0: so the mech designer is Kunio Okawara.
2: Yes, Kunio Okawara. That's right. Uh, Kunio Okawara has made many, many good uh, anime mech designs. Um, the Zaku yeah, 2, of course, think- is one of
1: my favorites. After having done Mobosuke Gundam, it's like, can we get the guy who made that robot, please?
2: Yeah, exactly. And this is Sunrise, too. So they're like, well, who can we get back? It's like, well, we have most of the Gundam team is working on Zeta. What about the mech designer? What's he doing right now? Can we get him to- He already made the robot. Can we get him so... to make some new toys for us to sell? And then can we get another incredibly jaded writer who is going to make the opposite of a thing that would sell toys? It's like, <laughs> hey, kids, why don't you buy the toy of the robot that sucks and explodes all the time? And our hero it never gets attached to one because he hates it and he doesn't want to be around them if he doesn't have to. And they also, they explode all the time.
0: But then he gets in one every chance he gets. And he
2: kills he someone to from, to that is inside the robot from the outside with a regular firearm. <laughs> oh, wait, that didn't happen in the Epcot ones. You we guys are, wish. I think. I believe it, though.
1: As a lead into Cyber Timber, I think we wanted to talk about the kinds of uh, cyber settings, maybe? Yes,
2: absolutely. So. The reason, the thing that I wanted to zero in on is that Armor Trooper Botoms* is unique among anime at the time, and especially among anime now, because at the time you even had stuff like *Fist of the North Star* that sort of fit it for its griminess, for its dirtiness, for its Ooh, like slop imperfection. Grit. Like people Dirt. credit the uh, people credit *Blade Runner*, which was years off at this point, for inventing cyberpunk, which kind of had mixed the futuristic nature and the dirty nature together yeah it, but this also has that in a different way it's it's very much like a like a noir you know or, or like a or, uh, this comparison I saw online when I was looking at uh, forums of people talking about this show is people say oh the first arc of Udo City it's a lot like
0: First Blood I have to first Blood. sorry yeah? Uh, Blade Runner came out in 1982. Votoms first episode aired in 1983.
2: Oh. oh, I thought it was farther off. Uh, maybe I'm thinking of like the direct.
3: Fact check in real time. We know because yeah. our listeners won't do yeah. it. So, so Seb has to. Uh,
2: the, my point being that they God's could work. not use Blade Runner as a direct influence for. Yeah, this it was show. already in production. Yeah, it was already it was already coming out. They, they, but I they think were...
0: something was in the water at the time, honestly, because uh-huh. I mean we've got um, dirt, dirt, dirt was Grind in the water. Grime was yeah. in the water. Yeah. It was yeah. mud. They all had to they were drink it. Um, but I think I mean we see even in Star Wars, mm-hmm. um, you start out on Tatooine mm-hmm. and it's just it is a desert wasteland, gritty. You know. Yeah, and uh, I think
2: that that partially has to do with um, Star Wars taking a lot of influence from both samurai films and westerns, mm-hmm. which all all have famously dirty, grimy settings because they were cheap to shoot. Uh,
1: they were, and that was somewhere that's terrible. Yeah, uh-huh. and um, no as worries.
0: I read, uh, Votoms was initially inspired by an American. Western, which I'm not going to look up because my co-hosts get annoyed when I look things yeah. up during the show. Your phone is on the table. It um, should stay
1: there. Put it so, in
2: my backpack. Um, I wanted to talk a little bit about that kind of setting because it's something that really stands out to me, yeah. and especially in anime, which is something we talked about a little bit before uh, we dug into the episode proper, um, that so often, and maybe it's just my uh, bias, come looking at this with a modern eye, but so much anime is squeaky clean. You run you run your finger along that, you will not get a speck of mm. dust. It's Windows ninety five background clean. You might set, cut yourself on the edge. Yeah, you might cut yourself on the edge. Alex said that uh, you will yeah, you will not yeah. you will not get the um there's no like you could walk through with your shoes on and there won't be a speck of dirt on there. It's, it's Like it's not you don't see it at all. It all feels so smooth and so clean, impossibly so computer.
1: Very computer, very simple. <laughs> Many anime are computer.
2: Yes. Whereas in uh, in Votoms, you're after your initial uh, encounter in space. Once he lands on uh, Udo City, you're like, oh my God, everything here is like either. Rubble, It's blasted yeah, out. it sucks There's here. What the hell? There's dirt and dust, and everyone's mad, and everything's grimy. They're Everyone living in a is crappy, poor. There are no poor. jobs. They're living in a crappy hovel. Everyone's trying to get into blood sport or slavery or they mining or no killing cops. No jobs, yeah. no
3: cash, and no hope. Yeah.
2: <laughs> and it's – I love that. I could not get enough of that. Um, I remember um, – did you ever see that that Kassern show that, that came oh, out a while no. ago? No, I have heard of it though. Uh, yeah. That one seems like kind of a, a, a grimier take on like a classic Tatsunoko hero, and I remember that one standing out to me as like, oh, he's wearing like a ripped cape. Whoa, like Oh man, he doesn't look like a perfect. You know, hero. It's, he's he's so fucked up. Like, uh, yeah. Let me
1: get to my list. There were a couple that I mm-hmm. wanted to shout out. Um, uh, cyberpunk edge runners, maybe mm-hmm. uh, Cyberpunk <laughs> Edgerunners is as funny as the, the opposite end of that spectrum as like yeah. influences based off of influences yeah. uh-huh. I think the um,
0: the grittiest anime I've ever seen is Ergoproxy oh yeah in terms of That's a I, I, I forgot about that that one. is yeah. a fantastic example so sir. in Ergoproxy the, I'm not I think they're on Earth but um, it's yeah. like unrecognizable yes. yeah. um, so everybody lives in big domes because the rest of the Earth is absolutely uninhabitable like worse than mad max levels like everything if you go outside you either die or you have you know superior genetics just it's kind of like um infecting an entire population with smallpox it's like (laughs) if you survive you survive but most of people will die um so that entire show they're just kind of like cruising along this wasteland with nothing
1: yeah that's like more of a journey structure but it is like exploring the blasted out ruins of the world mm-hmm. and uh it's bleak yeah. <laughs> but, but you the go the entire from show is great even brown. like in the beginning like where they set everything up the city that they live in isn't great like it, it they definitely have some like class that shows a lot of classically styled stuff mm-hmm. so there is like opulent statuary and mm-hmm. stuff in places but it is still pretty gritty in the places where people live. That's yeah, one there's of the things, clearly <laughs> a
0: class divide.
2: That's one of the things that I love so much about Big O, yeah.
0: is
1: that
2: um, Big O is like, oh, we used to live in a, in a fancy Art Deco city. But then there was some kind of war or something, and we don't really know what happened. But everything's all fucked up now. But you can still see a lot of the trappings of the what was once very fancy and pristine there. Mm-hmm and what i love so much about that is that people don't really understand why how all this stuff got to be the way it was so their purposes are a little weird like uh, roger trying to be formal and he has a butler but he has like a grimy mechanic basement (laughs) and everything like that rides around on the in the subway on his fancy car Mm -hmm. um it's just like a a funny thing to point out and of course a lot of this stuff uh, a lot of the science fiction stuff i trace back to like film that has this aesthetic i think of of course one of my favorite films ever alien which oh, is yeah. all just watched alien
1: 3 oh, lately recently a lot of grime in that movie yeah a
2: lot of slime and dirt and grime and there's like a r- room with water and chains and like uh, you, get you need feeling. to have a chain
1: room every yeah. ship needs a chain room
0: <laughs> i'd say zombie movies too when when the yeah, zombie yeah. apocalypse has already happened like um
2: well i mean uh dawn, of the dawn Dead. and day yeah are yep. so good for that yeah Dawn's good for like, oh, hey, it. yeah, this is a you know a consumer area, something that we know very well and it's recognized. And day is good for like a uh, like underground tunnels and bunkers and places that are really fucked up and grimy. Mm-hmm. I, the thing I think about all the time from Day of the Dead is the Ritz, the little trailer that yeah. they have in there. It's like here's us trying to make the best out of what we have. Yep. Here's a, that's like the a, fanciest a thing that yeah, <laughs> tiny piece of niceness in a world that's just so awful. Mm-hmm. So, Alex, did you have more from your list? I'm
1: sc- I'm still I'm scrolling my my anime list right now, trying to come up with
0: your a my of my anime list.
1: Yeah. One of the things that struck me. What well, is anime. called my anime list? So it is my my, my anime, list. anime list. Your so anime list. It's like how an ATM machine is, you know. Yeah. Um, Armored
2: Trooper machine machine. Yes. <laughs> um, um, I think about uh, in like fucking Good, the Bad, and the Ugly, when when people have a drink of water, I always think to myself, I wouldn't drink out of that cup. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, like, it's all the water they have. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's like all sand or dirt or whatever. Or like when somebody gets water and they like cup it in their hands and they bring it to their mouth, I'm like, ew, that's, mm-hmm. that's gross. gross. Like, yeah, it's nice. all like sand. Why do they drink um, that?
0: It's not the entire setting because the, the setting is Tokyo. But Tokyo Godfathers... Um, you oh see, yeah you see the back you, alleys get, to, you of Tokyo. get to hang out it's in some gross. trash and that, that does yeah. that
2: does a good job of showing you the spaces in a place that is not all like you said not mm-hmm. all like that and the, basically the the farther the more a setting tries to be real the the grimer it likely will be that's a good indicator that they are trying to connect to yeah. modernity in a way
0: yeah we've talked about that before I think um, when we were talking about the total recall episode oh yeah and um, Dan who who
1: Paul Verhoeven.
0: Verhoeven, um, he he tends to take it like almost to a satire. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Of like dirty, grimy. City yeah. Stuff. When
1: when they first get to Mars, there's like a shootout, and everybody's like, oh, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> and people people are
0: fucked up and mutated and shit. Yeah. Um, that's a good example. Yeah. Um,
1: oh, I had one. I had. I think I lost it give me one second uh-huh um <laughs> okay. akira is a
2: great example of this oh sure but i mean that's another play like Bob that one now. is
1: that one shows a lot of beauty and how fucked up it is just because that yeah. movie looks so good it is yeah. like a, you're struck by mm-hmm. the fucked up stuff more so than like i don't know i'm not i'm not ever like grossed out by it just because it's so pretty i don't know one of the, <laughs> that's the, an the interesting scene, one the
2: scene where one of the kids is coughing up blood because he just got beat up by the police and yeah. all his friends are like laughing it off, but it's like a lot of blood. <laughs> it's, like, it's like getting all over the place.
0: Would you call like a a mushroom civilization underneath the earth with giant bugs? Is that grimy, sure. Nasca?
2: Nasca. <laughs> is very grimy. I think that. I think that. Like where she
0: of, comes from is nice and pretty, but then she goes under the earth and it's like think fucking of, mushrooms. Yeah. So much yeah. with Nasca
2: is her having to put on that fucking mask to go out into the world. That's yeah. true. And it's like you can't even you can't even trust the air. You can't go here. outside. It's yeah. very. It, it it just fits so, so nicely so into that. Like so much, much of cool. what I think about with this cyber timber like archetype that we're kind of working towards. That we've got going on here is like, like, piping and wires and like nothing, nothing being able to be. It's like clutter, you know. Like everything is so busy. Yeah, it's there's there's trash, there's wires, there's tubes that are venting steam. Every there, everything is just like covered in shit, like covered in like all this kind of garbage and rubble and things that even do have use. It's you know? ironic
0: that. Um, like we we're like oh cool computer oh cool big robot and then everything that's about those things tends to be like but the big robot destroy nature and big robot destroy people. I feel big like robot it's such bad. a natural
2: progression to think of right. Yeah. It's like well what if we want to have a lot of big robots in the show? What would happen in a place where there were a lot of big robots? It's like
1: well it
0: would look a little like they this. would be military <laughs> robots and they would destroy everything.
1: Another. <laughs> um, past episode of the show um, Tech on King Creed does a great job with clutter. That was one mm. thing that we we oh, yeah, uh, had touched on. yeah, that's a really cool
0: really but... aesthetic in that movie. But yeah, that um, that one is
1: piles of junk the movie. It really I, yeah. feels like to me yeah, like, coming it is up... less it is less cyber dystopia. <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's like the but... whole
2: city is like a pile of junk
0: practically. Yeah. 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 Uh, coming up we have Ghost in the Shell Innocence and um, the Ghost in the Shell universe especially the the first movie really shows some gritty city um gritty city city areas um of course very much inspired by the um what is the kowloon walled city yeah that's actually Um, so many gone now yeah
2: so many of these like uh like dirty futuristic cities not even cyberpunk like even like thing things that i wouldn't really describe as cyberpunk but anything that's like trying to be like a a futuristic Asian-ish city yeah, that, that has some crime, crime is based on Kowloon. like, And you, you definitely call that, right? Yeah,
0: because that place was so dense. <laughs> mm-hmm. And they, they kicked everybody out and um, destroyed the city because it's a fucking hazard. But it, it crops up because there's poor people who don't have a place to live, who uh, it, it just gets overpopulated. And I think a lot of things have thought like, okay, future overpopulation, what's it going to look like? Oh, it's that.
1: It looks like this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I got to the one that I was trying to think of earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, the anime and manga Planets is about Ooh. space garbage man, and Ooh. that that is, it's a really good one because the space station that they're on is very corporate and very clean, it's like but Wally. they do the worst job. Yeah, <laughs> so they have to take care of all the shit, and then their whole department is underfunded, and they have to make do with what they have but they have, like, the worst ship and have to do the worst job on, or the, like, like, on the, like, fancy <laughs> space station. But, that sounds good. Uh, yeah, like no, that. it's a great series. Yeah, i agree read that. When, when, was, when did that come out? Uh, in the early 2000s? I have it up here. Uh,
2: 2004. Oh, like, man. It finished. Yeah, i, I got to watch that. That sounds good. I think that there's a lot to uh, dig into here. And one of, the, one of the ones that people love so much, I mean, uh, a lot of the influences and things that we've already talked about, also dig into this exact thing but cowboy bebop is so oh sure like, of yeah is it's like it's the trash universe like every yep. planet you go to every place you arrive at is rainy and dirty and there's lots of trash but I think that even the most crowded place in cowboy bebop is still like kind of like, you know, mildly populated based on our standards. There's this idea that people spread out so thin yeah. into the universe. Yeah. And it's really interesting to me. It's like there at one point, this place was really dense. But you could say that about every single place in the universe. Like at one point, there were a million people living here. And now there's five hundred. Yeah.
1: Now Saturn is just a place that you like a couple people live. I yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's uh, been a while. Yeah.
0: The, the American television equivalent of this, uh, of Cowboy Bebop, is um, Firefly. Still very good show, yes. unfortunately by Joss Whedon. Mm-hmm. But um, I can say that about a lot of things. Yeah, well, well, that he, just he's happened. made some good stuff. Um, but, but but yeah, it's it's the like same same thing. A it... dirty
2: ship, uh, dirty outfits. Mm-hmm. Uh, you no know, money. Yep, sti- sticking, no money. Sticking people inside of uh, basically drink coolers. You got all, <laughs> all kinds space of western. Yeah. Yeah, and, and, and in that Western vein, it's got all the dust, all the brown, oh, all we the We love the dust. The give me the dust. And that's what we, we – we love our grime here at PDL. TTY, give me the slime. Yeah. Give me the goo. We love it. <laughs> and love the ooze. Yeah. Oh, man. Do we got, I do heard we that, have, that the ooze has a secret, by the way. There, are, there, there might be a secret of the ooze. Uh, actually, that's kind of a great example. Like uh, when they did in the original uh, TMNT, both the, the movie, the, the 1990s movie, and the original comics – very grimy just cuz supposed they live to be in the sewers i think it's a, I, yes they live in the sewers but it's also about like the comic takes a lot from what at the time in these 80s comics was considered to be very sketchy and realistic of like this uh, frank miller daredevil and and um, just like this like very uh, dark shadows and like sketchy outlines and things that are like like lines kind of coming off the characters to show action in a way that feels <laughs> unclean or like the outlines are not totally there you know mm-hmm. I think that even when when the uh, grime even seeps into the art style it, it helps really sell you on how much of this uh, just feels a certain way You can and see it,
0: some of that in, in the um, art for Votoms actually.
2: Absolutely some that I, That's something the, that I think whether intentional or not works incredibly well to, it, in this series favor and we're going to talk about that a little bit more when after this brief break Brilliant. Yeah.
0: China's clutches, Chirico once more descends into hell. In the aftermath of destruction, dwells violence and desire. In a new Sodom, born of the Hundred Years' War, evil and treachery, corruption and confusion, all browned together as though poured from the same cement mixer. Melchia's very own Gomorrah. Next time, Udo. Chirico takes you with him into hell.
3: One They're
2: so
1: popular I get a lot of Pornhub them. notifications yeah I get the push notifications every <laughs> time a new video comes out on Pornhub, I get the yeah, thing
0: tag you followed.
1: it's just con- it's just dinging digging
0: constantly <laughs>
2: like every 30 seconds <laughs> it ding, dings ding. like oh, well gonna have to watch those later <laughs> add it to my queue yeah add, yeah. It, to the, add it to the queue I, I clicked the little bell. And poured out the yeah, notify me right. with new release.
0: My dad had accidentally hit um, one of those pop-up boxes on his phone where it says, "Would you like to receive notifications from this website?" Mm-hmm. And he kept getting actual notifications from that website, and it was just like a junk site. It wasn't anything like recipe
1: recipe dot net.
0: I have no idea what it was. <laughs> He's like, "How how do I stop this? What, what 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 did I do?" And I had to go fix it for him, but I've never seen somebody do that.
1: Yeah. Okay. Imagine
0: Grandma at like I got the thing that 80 I was years for. old have like 10 of those notifications mm-hmm. on. Just ding, ding, ding.
2: Welcome back, everyone. Please don't listen to this. Your light depends on it. Cyber Timber.
0: Oh, shit. Stop.
2: <laughs> well, you don't think the most... Uh, the, the, yeah, the, the cyber
1: sounds of our oh. air conditioner. Uh-huh, that's right. Coming that's through. our
2: actually uh, our mech repair bay where we're yeah. working on adding new legs yeah. after the previous one got blown <laughs> off. And we're hoping these ones get blown off even faster. So, um, this is Armored Trooper Votoms. It is a series about uh, grizzled war veteran Kiriko QV uh, accidentally discovering... Or Chiriko. Or Chiriko. Kiriko or Chiriko QV. Discovering, uh, during a mission with his squad, uh, a secret that he was not supposed to get. Looking inside the package they were supposed to steal without knowing it and uh, questioning why the hell his team was shooting their, the guys on their own side. Mm-hmm. Uh, he sees a mysterious, bald, uh, naked lady taking a radiation bath, and uh, she imprints on him like a baby duck, and then he, uh, he gets... He, you don't find th- that out
0: until episode 11. He, right,
2: but uh, he escapes down to the nearest planet, To uh, get away from the people who are now pursuing him because of the knowledge that he has obtained. He has
1: seen too much.
2: That's right. And he ends up in the fucked up, dirty, and grimy city of Udo, where he is immediately put into slavery, and then he breaks out, and then he he gets captured again, and there's a lot of stuff that happens. The cops get pissed off, the bikers get pissed off, and he meets three Mm, wacky friends named Goto, Kokona, and Vanilla, who are all... Uh, you know some real classic uh, comic relief scoundrel guys. individuals, scoundrels. Yes, absolutely. And throughout it all, Kier- whenever Kiriko gets into too much of a scrape, he gets inside uh, the Votoms or the AT, uh, the Urban trooper, which is like a like a ten or eleven foot tall mech uh, that is has little like a, like kind of wheel roller skate things on the bottom, so that it can scoot around yep. quicker. You can drive turn around, it. Turn around quicker. <laughs> has a pile bunker in the arm, uh, can hold a rifle in its hand. It has this like really cool lens stuff on it. Yeah, yeah it's, it's
0: got cute. like a three... It's like your iPhone. <laughs> ah, it is like not. iPhone! <laughs> oh my
2: fucking
0: God! <laughs> it's, like <iPhone. laughs> yeah. it's like iPhone! It has three lo- t- rotating lenses, which <laughs> are actually pretty cool. They, they come into play um, in the... Uh, intro in the opening mm-hmm. and it's just like it's the first thing you see in the show yeah and it's very cool
1: it definitely it tracks to me that they had a they had the mecha designer from gundam work on this because mm-hmm. it seems like really it's really high class work this is a fantastic looking robot
2: yeah and in a show that just really does not have that many mech designs they are all variations on this one design it's like if the gun all of gundam was made up of zaku's which it doesn't sound that bad now that I say it out loud. Yeah, and just so. like Motoms is not really that bad. I mean, yeah. like honestly, you're not seeing a ton of crazy build variety like in Gundam, where there's you know ones with no legs, one with ones with huge legs, there's one ones with ones giant wings, ones, one's only one with only legs. Wings. And there's, the, there's the underground ones, the one with a big shield that shoots rockets out of it, all, and that's just in the first show. So um, <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, when I was on a big mecha kick in. Uh, 2014, I was in. Uh, I was going to college, and I had a lot of time in between classes that I didn't want to spend doing homework because I wasn't a narc. So <laughs> I was uh, watching Mecha anime in uh, the cafeteria or library on my laptop, and I would download a lot of it from a torrent website that no longer exists. Uh, rest in peace. Rest in peace. Um, and uh, this was one of them. I, I watched a lot of Mech at that time, but this is one of the ones, like Big O, that stuck with me m- for a very long time uh, based on its aesthetics and its themes and just the... There, there are a lot of things to love about Votoms, which we, we will get into over the course of this. But before we dig into it too much... I would like to uh, first do a little bit of production history, and then I would like to do a very brief community segment.
1: Wow. It's rare that we have research done on this.
2: Yes. Show. So, By
1: research, Nick is just going to read whatever page he pulls <laughs> Yes. Well, there's,
2: um, there is a really great uh, ancient GeoCities page. Oh. That I, has a I, ton I take of it back. That is real research. <laughs> is it it's restored? Uh, um, let, me, let me pull it up. I, I have a different page open now, but uh, it, it, it contains like – Episode summaries for him, including information that I think is wrong, which is great. <laughs> oh, the best. Uh, we love that. <laughs> um, but I, I have the uh, development uh, thing here because I wanted to get right what uh, uh, Ryosuke Takahashi con, uh, conceived of Votoms after watching the film Junior Bonner, which is the thing that Seb was yeah. talking about earlier. That Western. was on the wiki page. It's uh, about a main car- the main character you know travels across towns performing rodeo shows, which gave Takahashi the idea of creating a story... A post-war setting about mechs fighting each other for sport, which only happens a few times in this show. Yeah, the post-war is kind of brief because they talk about how there's a hundred-year war that just ended. Yeah, and it's it's it is very much like all the bonds are really tenuous. Things are still very destroyed. It's funny that they
1: it tracked that that is interesting to hear about to me because when they introduced like an episode four or whatever, they're like, oh yeah, we have robot fights. I'm like. This seems like it would be a bigger part of this She'd show. Like it would
2: be the whole <laughs> show.
0: Yeah. yeah, they they try to set it up that way, and then it ends up not being that.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: So I'm I'm going to show. Oh my god! First off, I got to show you guys these ad, this ad that I just got when I went tried yeah, to go oh back man. to the uh, check out our episode click on, on the, clicking, the the ad,
1: clicking the ads. Uh, it's porn.
2: Yeah, but it's, all right, it's, it's more about god the phrasing damn. of this ad. We got TikTok oh, for sex. Okay. TikTok for sex. Finally.
0: Warning. You will see nude photos. Please be discreet. Wow. Continue. Yeah, can only. we
2: click? <laughs> Sign up. It, if I click continue, does it take me to the page or does it take me to TikTok for sex? Well, uh, we want to go to TikTok for sex,
0: sex think,
1: right? Oh, Nick is clicking the ads. Don't. Insta-date. You're
0: going to get a virus on your phone. F- oh. Insta date.
1: All right. Oh it's okay.
2: I'm, I'm. I'm. doing this through the Google browser. <laughs>
0: <No>. <laughs> oh, this is why I hated that episode.
1: Good to know. I think next week we'll do TikTok for sex. It is my episode. So. Okay. It's kind of cyber.
0: That, that's cyber. Yeah. That's cybering.
1: Cyber date. Uh, can you do the cyber fuck. called cybering Alex. <laughs> They just call it cybering now?
0: <laughs> they, they've always just called it
1: cybering. <laughs> okay, so. The woke mob has <laughs> taken cyberfucking now?
0: Yeah. Uh. You can't cyberfuck anymore. You can only cyber. They
1: took the so sex. Out a cyber sex. Son of a bitch! I could do this fine on desktop. <laughs> All right. <laughs> well, I'll just keep talking about cyber because sex. Because it's
0: the GeoCities page. Fo- smartphones didn't exist.
2: All right. Basically, I'm going to show you guys this. There is a uh, a huge Votoms page with an episode guide, talking uh-huh. about this. It, there's a thing that talks oh, about the classic. setting. Ooh, that looks that's good. Like, that's good. Uh, like,
0: that looks like the um, the Mega Man Battle Network page. That I well, it was Mega Man NT Warrior. Um, website and it did shit like that. It would just summarize the episodes.
2: Yeah, and that's one of the things where I talked about there being wrong information. Some of the stuff it says about certain characters and what they do here. There's a guy who kills a bunch of civilians later on, and the this this episode guide is like he did it because they were seek they were spies for the opposing side. But that's what the guy says, but he's pretty clearly lying about that. And he well, killed. he said it. He, he couldn't be them lying because he's on a massive power trip. I don't think it's up for interpretation. He doesn't um,
0: want to spoil people. It's an episode guide.
2: It, all it does <laughs> is spoil things. Anyway, so that, I used this as a resource when I was doing, uh, for both when I was originally watching the show and uh, now uh, going back to it. I remember this fucking GeoCities website. Very, uh, I would love to be able to pull up a text from it now, but every time I click on it, it tries to send me to the TikTok for sex. Oh. So I need to do this well, on a desktop. Maybe it's
1: inside of the TikTok for sex. Maybe, Yeah.
2: maybe. Maybe it's inside of the virus I was going to get, but um, uh, I all w- I would like to read uh something that a friend of the show, um, my friend Meryl, uh, okay. I was talking to her about Votoms and about how we were doing it for this week's episode because she was posting in the new Armored Core. She made a build that looks exactly like the Scope Dog. Okay. What and she so think that about
0: the TransCore uh, uh, mosaic. Yeah. What did she think about that? I, I didn't ask, but I'm okay, sure there's something. Okay. But um,
2: uh, yeah. Let me pull. Let me pull it up. Okay. So this is um, uh, I when we were talking about Botom, she said, "Oh, let me send you some thoughts for the episode." Or I asked her to, to send her some, send some stuff over. So you asked her. Yeah, I, I asked her. Okay, all right. Um, I just wanted to make sure. Because uh, usually we have to yes. ask
1: someone to send us
2: something. Uh. First, she started by sending me some of the next week on things, which I love so much. Uh, next week, Kiriko takes you with him into hell. Yep. Uh, Kiriko yeah. Kiriko drinks, really and the coffee of Udo is bitter indeed. Like I like that one. Gundam That's does it. who will survive at the end of every episode, and I love that, but... Votoms is very much like a response to that like we have we can do one of those every episode we're gonna have 52 episodes we can do a different one every week Yeah,
0: this guy like makes references to Mes- Mephistopheles and yeah. just like these like old fables <laughs> the and descent like, to hell the descent yes. into hell like he, Faust. he mm-hmm. Faust and like all these literary references which I think are incredible mm-hmm.
2: so she said Nailed, some, nailed down something that really strikes me about Votoms. A lot of the design is made to be very anonymizing and dehumanizing on purpose. The mechs all become, are all bare-bones grunt suits that are pretty standard pilot suit has the gas mask that erases your identity. It would seem that war is dehumanizing? Makes you think. Whoa. Hmm. Uh, Kiriko putting on the goggles is kind of chilling. Get in the mech and become something both more and less than human. It even extends to the scope dog itself. I don't know how, I'd articulate it, how to articulate it exactly, but something about the main camera is really unnerving. Uh, the first episode where Kiriko's squad, all turning to look at him, gives me the willies. It's very obviously...
0: It's because they look like
2: iPhone. Stop it! It's because they look like iPhone. (laughs) I can't imagine anything scarier than a bunch of iPhones being pointed at me.
1: If iPhone look at me... <laughs> <laughs> I'm <I'd> scared.
2: <laughs> it's very obviously an eye, and the human brain recognizes it as oh, such. But there's no other features on the head that you can map with a regular human head. Even something like the Zaku, which has a mono eye, has the gas mask apparatus that you can mentally parse as the mouth.
0: I think the the mono eye, you kind of are like, oh, a cyclops. That's a vag- vaguely humanoid thing that I know about. Mm-hmm. But like, like something three with three eye? eyes that rotate. Yeah. What, what the scope fuck dog? is that? You know, yeah. <laughs> scope, scope <laughs> dog. That's the name scope of these thing. things
2: Scope dog? When did Scope uh, dog come out? <laughs> <laughs>
0: um,
2: uh, she also says, Kiriko being tortured and constantly pursued for answers he doesn't have by the government and then finally meeting Proto 1 and trying to get some answers out of her, only for her not to know anything either. Damn, Whoa. show's good. Glad I'm rewatching and have more media literacy so I can absorb more than a uh, small mech cool. I feel like I didn't <laughs> absorb anything the first time I watched all those years ago. and There's some super smart stuff in here. I agree. Wow. I feel the same way. Yeah, I was why did we bring
0: Meryl on the show?
2: Uh I don't know. I, I guess I could That's have right. got her for this, but I, but I only knew to ask her if uh, she had anything to say about Votoms a couple days ago, so uh, okay. otherwise I would have planned it for a real guest episode. Yeah, yeah. Hey, hear that, Meryl? Come on the show.
0: Yeah, Meryl, come on the show.
2: Um, so I like your hat. This, uh, yeah, so I... I am really happy to hear about this. I also feel like I know more, I have more media literacy now. Something I notice a lot more now is I'm like, oh, a lot of this stuff is taken from movies. Stuff that, movies that I had not seen in 2014 mm. when I f- first watched Votons. But anyway, Seb, I want to know what you thought of Armored Trooper Votons.
0: Okay, so um, I don't dislike Mech, I just don't watch a lot of it. Um, mm. I like Mech when I watch it. You like Robot? I like Robot. I like Gurren Lagan. Mm-hmm. Um, That's like, a big robot. I like Robot. It's on the other um, end
2: of the spectrum. He, yeah. that's, that's, uh, that's way
0: more character driven this well, one I was is thinking like,
2: more like in terms of the robots being magic or the robots being fake science this one is very fake science this very fake science no so, no
0: Gurren Lagan is fake science I
2: don't know this is the other way around it is, it is fake science they make up a term for it but what I mean is the way that they work right mm. so the way that they talk about it in stupid nerd circles is to say super robot versus real robot real robot real Mm -hmm. robot yeah yeah. so Gundam is real robot and Mazinger which is basically like a guy in a suit that shoots fire out of his chest is super robot because he's just like got superpowers so something like Big O is way more on the super robot side the robot shows up and it solves everyone's problems instantly Mm. and nobody knows how it works it always wins Uh Eva is
0: super robot because they're like alive it's
2: it it very much plays with the tropes because they have like a real power source and they have mm-hmm. to be plugged in, but then they also do weird magic stuff. That one plays yeah. with the plays with the genre and a lot. Ava has the whole tokusatsu yeah. angle too. Yeah. it's it's hard to uh-huh. really very much Nail, guy yeah. in a suit kind of stuff. Nail right. that but, down. But yeah. like we watch Gundam, right? And Gundam is supposed is supposed to be the origin of real robot. It's like oh, your gun can run out of fuel, like yeah. that that kind of stuff. Where it's like yeah. it's a problem. It's a problem you need to solve of like how do you power this thing and where do the jets go and. And what's what are the implications of somebody actually learning how to fly it? And what if they uh get dizzy and they don't know where their leg is and all of a sudden they trip? Oh no, what the gun cannon is falling over. Oh. And
1: um gun cannon don't even have feet. <laughs> yeah. Don't
3: even have feet.
0: Gun cannon don't have feet. Um oh. Yeah, so uh yeah, I have been into digger and I've been into um uh, Code Gios, which is Yep. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's really even it's it's neither super robot nor real robot because they don't go the, like the, the mechs are so incidental in that show the really are does like not, not, not matter. a thing yeah. like they're they're always in them but it's really more the it, politics it really that doesn't matters.
1: matter at all yeah um
0: but uh yeah so i came at this with um a view of like oh okay like uh, a historical historically important anime this is going to be pretty cool um and so the, the opening comes out. Like, they don't even do a cold open of, um, like, something happening. It just immediately starts out with the OP. And that was just very cool because it goes, do, do, do. And, like, and it has, it has the so rotating three-eye thing, like, mm-hmm. the lenses. Yep. And it just it goes in time with the music. And it was just really cool. And, of course, you see, um, you know, your tropes, like, character walking towards the,
3: mm-hmm.
0: the camera and stuff like that. But I had just watched um, – so the entire time I watched the show mm-hmm. – I was thinking about the process of animation, which was a little bit distracting to me. And I'll go into that more, um, but that's really my fault. Um, So I had just watched a video about how they used to do like the bloom effect with light um, in in traditional animation. Mm -hmm. And it was basically that you would paint the background or paint whatever around it, and then have a transparent place with where the light is supposed to be. And so, in the opening, there's like a sunset. Oh, it's right event. where they end
2: it. It's so good. Yeah.
0: So, so you would have the cell with that transparent part, and there would be a real light behind it, and that's how you do that. And if you need it to be a different color, you can do that. Um, you know, put filters over the light, or just have a different color light. Or if you need it to strobe, you can just do that. Um, it, it's just really cool stuff. And I kept thinking about that the whole time because it's really obvious um, the entire time during the show. Uh, sorry, I'm gonna. Talk a bit about yeah. the artistry and, and the development. I feel like that's an unproved. important angle
1: to take. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, and I certainly wasn't going to talk about it. So
0: yeah, so so when I when I first um, we were talking about uh, first segments and what we were going to do for the first segment, and I talked about um, maybe we could do preservation, like animation preservation, because it, this show sparked that conversation um, between me and in front of the show, Bank Um, because I had been trying to figure out while watching the show whether this was a rescan or um, an upscale Um, because I knew this was ripped from the Blu-ray. But um, sometimes what they do with Blu-rays, if they have the original either cells, which would be way more work, or the original film, they will rescan the film in a higher definition than they would have been able to do um, back when it was created A
2: lot of the fancy discotech Blu-rays Are done that way
0: Yeah mm. um, This one I believe Is an upscale um, Because it's A little bit blurry Around the edges And the the line quality Is really bad But my, my thing was Like I was like Man The lines look like They're kind of Like got vinegar syndrome Like they, they look like They're degrading But I think it was just the, Either the way They scan them Or cheap paint That they used Back in the day Because this was a they, This was a TV animation in the early 80s um so it wasn't super high budget in in terms of like technicalities um they did a great job though like with what they had um but the the line quality isn't great things go off model all the time oh yeah um you can see paint going outside and i think this is really more of a consequence of upscaling it and watching it on a high def television and not a um, i was gonna say
2: it was a consequence of the show being a full 52 episodes
0: (laughs) (laughs) it's it's also you're not watching it on a a crt um which a crt already adds a a layer of you know fuzziness to it so you won't see a lot of the imperfections like paint going outside of the lines of the cell Um, And then you can see where things are supposed to be behind other things. They didn't position the cell properly. And for those who don't know, cell animation... um, So the shot you see on the screen, that's actually several different layers. It's a
2: pile of things.
1: It's
0: a pile of things of translucent animation cells that's why um, sometimes
2: when you buy an animation sell off of ebay it's just bart's arm because that was the it, only thing yeah. that was moving in that part of the, show, <laughs> yep. that part of the shot
0: um, yeah so so there, there would be like a layer of the character and a layer of something that's in front of them and then you have the background and the background is painted and that's also why in a lot of animations you could tell what is supposed to move mm. because it's not painted it's not
1: part of the background
0: um, yeah it's, it's not like painted in the high definition of the background um, but uh, yeah, so I, I was really watching a lot of that while I was watching this show, and it was a little bit distracting, and, and I was kind of frustrated with myself, honestly, because the show is good, especially for the time that it it came out. You had yeah. to turn that art
1: brain off. <laughs> yeah,
0: my art brain was on full blast this entire time. Like, I was trying to figure out, like, oh, is that line quality because they rescanned it, and that's, you know, what, what the lines look like now, and and they're all vinegared and stuff like that. Vinegar syndrome is, is when the... Um, the translucent, um, what's it called? Is it cellulite? Or cell- no, it's not. Um, yeah. Goddamn. Uh, celluloid. Celluloid. Cellulite is when you're fat
2: in your legs. Celluloid <laughs> is a very flammable material that's used to make film.
0: Yes. Um, you would know that you're a projectionist. Yes, well,
2: um, I was also thinking about it in terms of, like, one of the big plot points that they get into in vote times. I'm not sure how much they talk about it in this original series, but in a lot of the spinoff stuff is that um, – the ATs are incredibly disposable, like so much so that they have a, they have like a really, the, the Jejerium fuel, the stuff that they're so like, uh, sought after is really, really flammable. So that if you even hit them hard enough, like they just fucking explode. Yeah. Uh, and Gotho
0: just has a bunch of them sitting around his junkyard. He but I
2: was thinking about it, and I was thinking about, like, man, who would use something that was this explosive and flammable in real life? And then I started to think about stuff that I know in real life that is that explosive or flammable. I think of every like, Tesla. Like celluloid or like Teslas. or There's, there's actually lots, lots of real-life examples. Yeah. You don't have and, to make something I have, up. I
0: have to wonder. I mean, okay, so I, I mentioned in the Discord um, when I was bringing up this as possible possibly a, a first uh, segment topic was the um, animation preservation. Um, Kyoto Animation was is an animation studio in Japan and several years ago they were hit with like a massive arson attack by some insane guy. Um, obviously he set the fire set fire to the building with a bunch of gasoline, but I can't help but wonder if all the celluloid, from all their older shows, might have helped accelerate the I fire. I think that there's like thirty people died in hurt that. it. Yeah, <laughs> it's
1: like setting fire to uh, a paper factory. It's yeah, like I died. mean they had all this
0: paper, they had all this celluloid on top of the gasoline. Like yeah. thirty people, mm. some, thirty something people died in, in that fire, and it really tragic. He just got convicted a few days ago. Oh, wow. That's why
1: uh, anime needs to be made on computer now.
0: Yeah. So sad. Um,
2: where will all the grime come from? Oh, it comes from <laughs> inside the computer. Oh, here. okay. All
0: right. But it, it makes me sad that <laughs> um, none of those will ever see a 4K release because the originals do not exist. Mm-hmm. Only the SD copies exist. And I, like I have
2: Armored Trooper Votoms. Yeah, I have wow. to wonder
0: if that's true about Votoms.
2: I think um, that Votoms like the, the Votoms in Votoms were designed to be disposable. It, it yeah, was meant to sell. Meant to sell model kits. Meant to be a follow-up to Gundam, fill a time slot, sell model yeah, kits. Yeah, do they still sell these model kits? Can I buy a Votan? You, you can't actually. You know, I didn't plan it initially, but once I found out the timing, I, I doubled down on it. It is the a couple of days ago it was the 40th anniversary of Armored Trooper Votan. Oh. So they wow. do have model kits of the Scope Dog, but they don't usually make more, and the ones you can get. Are quite expensive, but they're releasing more for the 40th anniversary. So soon. There's a Chachi
0: one out, and I want that one. So we need to do a um, garage. We gotta
2: have
1: model month coming up soon. Yeah. (laughs)
0: Um, but yeah. So at the time this came out, this was amazing. Mm -hmm. Um, Oh yeah, you were there. Yeah, yeah. I was there. (laughs) I was born ten years when that came out. What
2: is your reference for older stuff? Like, do you have have you seen a lot of old? Do you like a lot of older stuff in terms of anime? I
0: don't actually watch that much older stuff mostly because a lot of it tends to be very cheap that's um,
2: definitely true it's especially it's way more true of american animation oh yeah like you, you know, like you <laughs> stuff like that.
0: but i just sometimes i can't stand some of the tropes that exist in much older stuff when they um, make
2: something to sell you a toy and you're like i can't buy
0: that no um it, the it's toys, like... i
1: can't buy it anymore <laughs> so I, to, to I would play... love to buy the
0: toy <laughs> To, to move on from the technical aspects, because I've gone on yeah, too long about Yeah, what about, about the that. show? Um, so the show, um, I I really appreciated how it seems to have broken a barrier. Um, I mean, Gundam did too, but like this one went on with it um, for like a a show that had like a a story that went through every episode and uh, connecting thread like like a connecting thread like like it was yeah it it wasn't like serialized it wasn't monster week it's like every single episode what happens next week where in um, like i kept thinking in america at this time in 1983 we did not have that for cartoons Ever at all? We've still um,
1: largely done. Yeah, <laughs> I don't we know. Still, now in the streaming era, we they've been better about that. But, yeah,
0: I mean, uh, even even up, before up that, through we've had the a bit 2010s, more of
1: that. it was rare to have an American cartoon that had continuity. <laughs> also,
0: well, yeah, I mean, we, but we had Avatar: The Last Airbender, but yeah. that was heavily influenced by anime. And
2: that was what um, three years after this show came out. Yeah, so. <laughs> 20,
0: I, we, we, we had stuff like Batman Beyond had now, a bit of a con- yeah there was continuity, stuff it was just, you know. the, not it's the just it took another few 20 years beyond, after this yeah it, it was few and far between compared to what they've been doing in Japan for so long um and this just like baffled me in in what it was doing at the time even though that wasn't that unusual for anime at the time um like anime at the time was doing this pretty often was, was the like continuity um but I, I was like, wow, everything happens every week. It progresses the story. Wow. Um, and I really like um, the the whole dynamic between... So we watched episodes 1 through 11. So you're still with um, the Udo gang, which mm-hmm. is Gotho, um, Vanilla, who's a guy, by the mm-hmm. way. Um, and Coconut, who's the girl. And... I find Kokona to be very annoying.
3: Um,
0: so yeah, is this, this
1: absolutely bizarre character. This show, she, is, she is very strange.
0: This show does not pass the Bechdel test. No, whatsoever. There are two <laughs> women so far in this show. One of them is an annoying girl who cries all the time and has the hots for Chiriko. and then another one is a almost mute Quarton like. Into two. Grown in a tube woman. Tube lady, who always is, naked. Yeah, who, who also has the hots for Ch- Chirico because he, she imprinted on him yeah. like a baby He's doctor. daddy. <laughs> yeah, he, he's, quote, daddy. Um, so uh, I mean,
1: to be fair, he is daddy.
0: Yeah, Chirico's cool. Um, unfortunately, I have a character who looks very much like him, but is an elf. Um, <laughs> I kept thinking about that too. I had a lot of thoughts during this 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 show. Yeah, wow, um,
1: you got a lot done. <laughs> I, I had a lot of thinking. Twenty two minutes.
0: Yeah, um, but I, I think it was because I watched it in several sittings instead of one sitting like I normally do the topics in. Um, well, I, so, I
2: gave you too much, a little too much for one sitting, I think.
0: Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it was about like four and a half hours. I think five hours
2: mm-hmm.
0: of of show. Yeah. Um. But. What did you think he, of Kiriko? I like him. Mm-hmm. Um. He's he's your mute stoic like he's not totally mute but he's mm-hmm. a stoic protagonist um so when i i told bink that i was watching photons for the podcast mm-hmm. she was like oh i've heard of that one i've seen it but like i've she's seen its existence like mm-hmm. seen art of it but not watched it really mm-hmm. um and i said oh it's you know a mecha anime from the 80s war bad stoic protagonist um uh, but Shiriko really is a little bit more than that. Like, he's. He is a little bit funny sometimes in his sarcasm. Mm-hmm. Um, he has a personality, but it comes out of his quietness rather mm-hmm. than him being an everyman type of quiet pro- protagonist. He's um, making
2: me think of a very much like a like a like a like a dirty harry type almost like a like a guy who's
1: he's got a cool line he's, yeah. but he's like not doing the talking yeah right he's yeah he's,
0: he's almost a, he a man with his, no name
2: he keeps his mouth shut more often than he says things it, yeah. like it's, it's very very yeah. much like a and that's even kind of a bad example with uh, with dirty harry because you dirty harry's always got a one-liner so yeah. like it's uh it, i guess maybe it is he more, does kind of pull a one-liner yeah one yeah, one. yeah he does sometimes <laughs> yeah. and like it's not like he, there are some funny times when characters who are his allies and later he begrudgingly admits his friends, where uh, they will like say something and they'll like be trying to get a response out of him, and he'll answer by doing nothing, and that's like that's his way of saying no or yes or yeah. I don't know. Like you can't seriously believe that you can go in there and win a match uh, in the, the, the arena, right? Because I'm going to bet all my money on you. Kirko doesn't say anything; he just goes over and starts welding again. And it's like okay, so he is confident. Right? Yeah, he's that's just what gonna I keep think.
3: doing I hope it. So.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I like him in that way. Um, and then the comparison between him and the other three. So mm-hmm. Gotho is is an old guy who has a junkyard. Who you know? Good old scam man. Yeah, he's a scam man. And then Vanilla is scam like man. he's not a dr- He's like an arms dealer runner type mm-hmm. thing like that's how he's, he's I think he's always he's, looking
1: for a hustle yeah, yeah he's, he's always he's looking for a hustle and a there's fucking... like
0: somebody somebody he's looking working for in the first episode that it never comes up again <laughs> I um, love it
2: when he uh uh bribes the cop for information and like the secret place they go to uh yeah to, to exchange the really information funny. uh he lets the cop drag him into the bathroom and pretend to beat him up and so he's like breaking the mirror and screaming from the inside like
3: oh ah, ah. Yeah. That that was one of the things yeah.
1: now that you brought it up that is like, oh, that's in like several movies. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but it's inc- it's an incredibly good mm-hmm. move.
0: Yeah. Um so yeah, Vanilla does that and then Kokona is just like this chick who runs around. She at first she's trying to sell information, like she's another hustler like Vanilla. But she's trying to sell information to people, but most of the time her information is old or no good. Yeah. Um and she's a whiny crybaby. She has the hots for Chirico, um, and they're all kind of annoying, but in an eventually in kind of an admirable way.
1: Yeah, it takes all three of them together. Mm-hmm. Like they hit. They're all a little they're, off-putting, but they're the
0: all combination all of that time. Time. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and what uh, what really kind of um, like summarizes that is. In one of the, I think it was episode nine or ten, and they had all just come out of this like trying, like the third time they'd broken Chirico out of jail yeah. or something like that. This guy he keeps has, getting he hasn't captured.
2: gotten over his death wish yet, so he keeps getting captured.
1: Yeah,
0: and they keep saving him either on purpose or by accident. <laughs> he just loves um, to get
1: tortured. It's he's got a kink I, or something.
0: <laughs> um, so they had just dropped like. A bazillion gold from the sky to distract everybody. All the
1: money that they had earned previous.
0: And so they come back to the base with Chirico and find out that each other, like all three of them, had taken some of the gold in the process. And they act like they're mad at each other, but then they're like, wow, we're all the same. And they laugh about it. And it's pretty funny. And it struck me how they're all like that. And then you have uh, Chirico, the straight man. And it's kind of funny sometimes seeing them all together. Like, it's almost a comedy at times, this anime, because of how stoic he is in mm. the face of these other three. Yeah. And the comedy of sometimes the way they take out the cops and stuff like that. Um, and so, it, like, most of what I watched was that. And to... Like, so up up until episode five... Mm-hmm. I'll be very honest the show kind of bored me because it wasn't getting anywhere. Chirco was just getting captured again and again.
2: Right. So this is one of the reasons that I really didn't want to just do like okay, do the first 5 episodes, right? Because no. I feel like it gives a kind of a bad impression of the show. It hasn't warmed up to itself yet. Like I think that that first those first two episodes are as a duo are really good. Mm-hmm. But it spins its wheels for a little bit before it finally gets traction and starts moving forward with like, okay, here's how we scam the money out of the cops, the cops versus the bikers, and the, 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 they, they send a new guy down after the old uh, chief of police gets fucking murdered, uh, yeah. and oh, is there, somebody's coming down from high command because they want Kiriko, and hey, that girl, she's being driven around in a limo for some reason and what, what's going turbo, on turbo
0: turban for some reason yeah
2: what's what's going on what's
3: going on it's with like her doesn't what's, have any hair what's her name let's go hair. to the arena
2: and like what how are we what are we going to do once we get out of here and do we need to get out of here and like like they seriously dig into a little bit more yeah of what's going it on. takes some time to get going okay.
1: Okay. yeah and anymore.
0: once they do get going i i did i was more compelled to watch more of the show, like, um, you said go up to episode 10 mm-hmm. and today I was like, okay, I have two episodes left to watch. Um, so I'll watch nine and 10. And then at the end of episode 10, I was like, that doesn't feel like the end of an arc. I was So I watched the next yeah. episode and I was like, I should probably, I kind of want to watch that next episode, but I was like, no, I got to eat and, and leave. Yeah. Um,
2: I mistakenly remembered that each episode was, each arc was around 10 episodes long, but it goes a little bit over. And I guess that's because it's 52 episodes, it's not 40 episodes. So uh, it's like, it, it's a, uh, I mistakenly say at the end of last week's show that I, that this is not a 52 episode show, but it is. Yeah, but totally I was is. like,
0: oh, if it's a short show, then I can probably watch the whole thing. And then yeah. it was like, I looked it up and it was like 52 episodes. So I was mm-hmm. like, fuck that. Nope.
2: One a week for a year. That's how, that's, that's what they're doing. And uh, I, and man, the end of this show is really, really good. But, mm. um, I think that, You guys get, like, the bulk of what makes this show good. The only thing that I wish I could have done is what I really would have loved to have in here is one of the transitions between arcs because it shifts setting and tone so radically in between arcs that I would have loved for you to get to experience yeah. that, but I didn't realize just how much that was asking.
0: Yeah, you saying that interests me, so I like maybe mm-hmm. at some point I might now put it's a moron. I say that a lot on. of the time on the podcast, and then I mm-hmm. never do just because I find something else to be doing. Like, currently mm-hmm. I am playing Baldur's Great 3, which Baldur's is the hotness. Baldur's Great 3. Baldur's Great 3. <laughs> uh, no, Baldur's Gate 3. Um, I started at the wrong time and did not want to watch the show. That's That That was one of my other well, motivations. I hope that of, doesn't
1: spill over into next week. We'll see. Oh,
0: uh, <laughs> uh, stop doing video games. We Sorry. need a video game moratorium. Sorry. Even for myself. like it's I was like, let's play Oxenfree. And then I was like, wait, I don't want to do that. I want to play Pikmin. Sorry. Um, yeah. But uh, what, you like show? I like show. I think show is a really good example of um, anime that kind of... Changed the landscape mm-hmm. of A mech and B just anime in general. Um, it it kind of goes
2: kind of goes nutty with the tone. I think. Uh, I got I got to ask you two questions before we move on to Alex. Okay. I want to know: Do you have any moments that stand out to you?
0: Um, I did. And oh, then you not put anymore. Me on, yeah, then you put me on the spot. Well, and when I, you think and of now it, I of it, come back to that. All right, yeah, yeah. And question was, two. the
2: other thing I wanted to ask is: What did you think of the look of the Scope Dog, the mech? Like, and
0: um, I I don't know how to really judge mechs You don't either. have to judge like, it based on other I, mechs I'm just you mean, like, you like judge just, it based on
2: size. Yeah, we know yeah. that it's small. If we know it's it's teeny. Sucks. It has little handles to climb on and get in. It opens up like a. I a
0: think fucking, it feels more like real military equipment than some other. It opens up do. like the
2: trunk of a hatchback instead of
1: like
0: yeah. a. Like, it does yeah, feel more realistic. More,
2: yeah, in being
1: a real robot show, it seems more practical. Perhaps. It seems crappier. It, it, <laughs> it seems does like seem crappier. It seems like Russia made it. Um, it seems like it in, sucks.
0: In the 1970s.
2: Yeah. Um, Military surplus Votoms. Like you get them like heaps. Yeah. They're just on a backlash. It, like somewhere. it does it feel like that. A hundred of them, it's like, and like. And that says something. Nobody wants Honestly, these. They, they don't work. They,
0: they gave them a vibe, and that's the vibe. Yes, yeah, the vibe. And that's, I would say, that's a good thing.
2: All right, Alex. What did you think of armored trooper oh.
1: Votoms? Okay. Um, I have uh, dabbled into mecha anime and I've seen a fair Mm -hmm. bit but um, this is something that I have always been like if you would ask me like what genre of mecha I prefer Mm -hmm. uh, I am definitely more into the more gritty realistic stuff I think Mm -hmm. this this is the vibe that I am into when it comes to this type of show Mm -hmm. Um, not having known anything about this really at all Mm -hmm. Going into it, I was expecting a lot more space stuff. It was definitely a surprise, like episode two or whatever, that they just go to a city and the whole rest of the arc is in the city. Yeah, I was it's like,
0: been in the same exact I was like,
1: I was into it, but I was really surprised because mm-hmm. my what they lead you to believe in the first episode and then the preamble for the show is like, oh, it's about a hundred year space. Yeah, war. it's about a war that's been raging for a hundred years. We're on a secret battle. I'm like, oh, okay. So this is like. Yeah, military politics via little robot, and I'm like, oh no, it isn't at all, actually. Um, but I was definitely, I was glad to be surprised by that. Um, I like we talked about it in the first segment, but I like the I like the gritty city stuff. I like that um, it's all. It felt very accurate to me that it was a, like a city run by weird bikers, uh, and they like can just get slaughtered by the hundreds and still be around. <laughs> Um, it is was a while. It's a wild turn to have your main character be kidnapped in episode two and were, so, sold into slavery, and then uh, have to break out, and then get captured again, and then have to break yeah, out, it's, and it's then get funny. captured again. So I, I just out. thought about
0: this as you were as you were talking about it, Alex. Um, <laughs> it's interesting to me and and kind of unique that rather than saying explicitly war bad in this show, they focus more on the plight of veterans well it's
1: like yeah they definitely is i think that's probably that's There's like very in, much a, a that's, first blood
3: kind of thing yeah, going on that's
1: definitely first... in the pitch that feels like that's part of this whole thing it's like the war ended but now what do all these people do mm-hmm. and in like the one like fight that they do like oh the underground mecha battle that they do it's like oh all these guys are like military guys they're like oh what unit were you in and mm-hmm. he doesn't say anything oh, yeah, <laughs> very yeah. funny
2: well, uh, that's a, a little bit. It, it is a funny bit, but it, uh, since you guys probably aren't going to watch more of this, I don't feel bad spoiling that he was in like the most evil war crimes unit that existed. Yeah, he was all right, in, that makes sense. He was a member of the Red Shoulders. That
3: um, yeah, they that, uh, they get touched on it a little Gosto bit. Was but he was talking about it. Totally fucking brainwashed.
1: I definitely get that feeling from the, like, because the opening for this, they leave you with a lot of questions. Mm -hmm. Because it is intentionally, like, it's something that our main character doesn't even know the whole context around. Mm -hmm. But he's brought into a mission. He doesn't know why he's there. He doesn't know what it's about. But they say, do the mission. He's shooting at his own people. And he has to go capture the box with the naked lady in it. And He's like, "Why am I here? What's going on?" Yeah, yeah. and uh, it's the first
2: time he's ever questioned orders, and then all of a sudden, every his whole life starts collapsing. Yeah, and then they him. try to blow him up. Yeah, <laughs> um, but I thought it was super funny that
1: I, in my head canon, this is the first time he's ever seen a naked lady. It probably <laughs> is. <laughs> oh, sorry, excuse me.
0: He's supposed to be like 18 years old, so probably. Yeah,
2: he yeah. it just it Jericho just, Kuby, kissless virgin.
1: Seeing that, yeah, seeing a naked girl rocked his like, rocked him to his, his core. I, wanted to th- I want to think that he was like a really good, obedient child soldier, and then seeing one naked girl, he's like, what? Life can be he, he different than He presents himself
0: that way in the first episode, too. He's like, yeah, I went to war, and I was really, and I liked war, or not necessarily white, not liked war, but I was patriotic, and I thought we were doing a good thing, and then I had to kill my own guys. And then I
1: saw a girl? What?
0: I saw, saw Nip Nops. Yeah,
1: <laughs> <laughs> but uh, that the opening for the first episode is really was really strong. I, I it definitely leaves you with a lot of questions as the viewer, and it is fun to me that they don't give a lot of that to you. Like they they kind of make you wait for it. Um, at least like in the first ten episodes, I still don't really know what's up. Even though that like I know that the naked lady showers and makes gems, but that's kind of it. Uh, she
0: showers in Gijirium. Yeah, which is the. Fuel that things run off apparently in this show I love the, the detail valuable.
2: that they make it's like a really good conduit so they can use it for fuel but they also like to use it for computer parts and that a lot of, when they're mining for it early on in the show it's just a place that was a computer factory that got blown up so it's all it all got embedded
1: yeah. in the ground and really good detail up. I love that um, I also like that our, our main character doesn't know shit and then they torture him multiple times, and he doesn't know shit. But they're like, he's lying. <laughs> but because he's like a well-trained soldier, and he's a quiet, tough guy, I definitely could see how everyone who's ever tortured him has been like, he's holding out on me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like,
2: he's nobody is like, ever like, he's like, fuck you, I don't know anything. It's like, well, that makes me think he knows even more. <laughs> and he does not and, and then when he finally gets to Fiana. Uh, at the end of the block of episodes that we were we were watching, yep. he's is that like he's her like name? yeah okay yeah. prototype one yeah she hasn't proto a, proto one, proto
0: one. <laughs> I
2: actually want to say that she is given that name like she doesn't have a name when we meet her right okay. yeah, given it. yeah yeah she
0: says like um uh, I'm he he's like what's your name and she says I'm proto one and he's like that's not a name yeah <laughs> she and she looks like she's been like stabbed or something like that when he <laughs> says that. She's like, that's all I've ever been called.
1: Um, But yeah, no, I I was definitely into the show. I like I like all the ideas it presents. I like that it's a uh, a very tumultuous post war world. I like that all of the characters are desperate weirdos, and that you can definitely like. There's so much like implied history there. Like all the three characters that uh, Chirico ends up befriending is was are super interesting because all of them are like. Pretty much slapstick, care. like it's like it, they're mostly comedy, but then there's like they're all f- scoundrels and they're all like ready to stab him in the back at like mm-hmm. every second.
2: Oh yeah, and then then uh, at the at the end when they're like forced to make the choice, like do we keep all this money we have or do we use it as a distraction to save Kiriko? And they do it and they save him and they're like, oh, I wish I really was a heartless bastard, <laughs> but then at the end of that yeah, episode all got, they, they, they all pocketed anyway. some yeah. of the money to make sure they had some yeah
1: it's very it. very classic anime to me and mm-hmm. it's not like like it is an interesting line to walk the like having these characters that are ostensibly comic relief but having them come from uh clearly very bad circumstances, having these, these people having to be really tough and really conniving to survive in a world like this.
0: Bro, Coconut gets kidnapped at one point and she comes back and she's all roughed up and she she like bought her way out, out of being kidnapped by giving them information about um, a Jajerium transport or something like that. Yeah. Um, and so she, like, they were like, we're going to bring you and a bunch of other women and start a new city and you're going to help us with the population. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, so she, she escapes that. And then she just goes back to, um, the hideout and cries about it. And they don't even really, they're like, what happened to you? And she's like, you don't okay me. And I'm like, this is a great way to treat the women in your show. Oh, yeah. Like, mm. it, like th- there's, there's a lot of questionable like I said, yeah, it doesn't pass into Beckham's test. It feels like...
1: She was kind of an afterthought. Like, they needed a woman in the show, and then they're like, well, what stories can... Like, how can we involve her in the show? Oh, well, we can have her get attacked. (laughs) It's like, oh, cool. It
0: felt more like she was kind of like a reason for them to go back after Kiriko. It's like, what the... Come on. (laughs) Because those two characters already kind of care about her because she's been around, even though if she's annoying, like, they're kind of like, oh, well, we know her, and she's kind of our friend, and if she goes after Kiriko, then... I guess we have to go after her too. There's some kind of
2: fun stuff later on where you meet these characters later outside the context of this city, where they're all taking on different roles. And uh, uh, Coconut is a singer, uh, and Vanilla is running a bar, and he's like, uh, so that's cool. So like all these like uh, old soldiers are coming to a bar, and, like it's the fucking forties, and uh, <laughs> to to watch a girl do a crooner thing. And it's very, uh, it it feels like the kind of thing that she never would have had the opportunity to do in a fucked up hellhole like Udo. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you have to like, you know, transport to a different place to, yeah. to, even, to change her circumstances enough that she even gets that kind of chance.
1: But I like the idea, I, I'm i definitely going to try to watch more of the show because I'm interested in where it goes after this. I like the idea, I'm a huge sucker for shows that are set up in this, in this kind of structure where it's like, Okay, the next ten episodes are about something mm-hmm. almost completely different, set in the same world. that so, shit is so good to me. So, so
2: Mecha fans and a, a podcast I used to like to listen to called Mech Ado About Nothing. Nice. Uh, that's a good one. We used to refer idea. to any substantially like long like drudgery period as a desert because of the desert in Mobile Sugunda. Like, it's like, have, yeah, we have, is, that's funny. have we entered the desert? Yeah. And they would say that about, like, whatever arc or something like that. And I was thinking about that here. And it's like, what is the desert of this show? And the second arc has bits of it, but really there's no thing that directly maps onto it because there's they're changing the settings there's so frequently. There's a lot going on. And yeah. those settings are so different tonally that they, they it's just, like, a lot of fun to do.
1: Yeah, I love shows with short arcs. And, like, uh, my, like... One of my main touch points for like shows with arc structures are like big long shonen, and it's so different to have a show that's only like ten episodes. That's this part of the story, as opposed to like fifty or whatever
0: yeah, the, for a
1: given arc in like Dragon Ball or something. The mm-hmm. longest
0: show I really kept up with ever, um, and, and since then I've only ever watched like things are like two or three seasons, was um, Bleach. Yeah, and it does exactly that. It's like a see an entire season, like twenty-four episodes is one thing. And then the next is like a filler season, and then <laughs> like it's like so long Exhausting. in one thing, yeah. But
1: it's great. It's great to have. Like I'm super interested to see. I, I I'm I'm happy that to hear from you, Nick, that these characters don't just go away after this arc. But I'm also definitely really interested in seeing who else he yeah, runs you, into you need, later like
2: more people more antagonists like this isn't friends. just the
1: main cast of the show that we have to hang out with for 50 52 episodes right. like we get we get more stuff going on mm-hmm. which i'm definitely down for um i i really like this i am not like i will watch almost any anime i like right. i'm not that picky but like this seems great i'm, ex- I'm excited to watch more of it I'm yeah
2: um so I have to ask uh, what you thought of the the scope dogs oh, I, I gotta know
1: i love the i it is such a cool design i touched on it a little bit earlier but you saying that it was the same guy who did the gundam designs really unlocked something for me I it makes a lot of sense i think and even the, like especially even just like as a contrast to what gundam was and a couple of years later it feels it's really interesting i love the little eye things, I love that they flip around, I love the flight suits, like the mm-hmm. outfits that they wear are so cool. Um, there's a scene in the opening uh, where he pulls his mask off in a really dramatic cut oh, and it's, yeah. it's, it's so fun. It yeah, it's my favorite part about that opening, I love that.
2: Even when they're inside, you don't get to see their faces like normal, they're wearing goggles and a gas mask and like they have a tank attached and they're wearing this
1: and whole suit. You'd think if you're making an anime about people fighting in robots, you would want to see their faces at any point. Like it, it seems like it breaks a rule of readability, mm-hmm. right? Because like in a show like this, if you're having a fight, you'll do the shot, reverse shot of w- how they're reacting inside their mecha suit. But you just kind of have to know that this guy is that guy because like they're all <laughs> completely covered up. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, but they you... do a good job of it. It's mm-hmm. still very readable. It's oh, just yeah. it's great. Um, the other thing about the suit designs that I forgot about, uh, thank you for reminding me. Um, I love, uh, uh, this show has a lot of a lot to do with uh, building and repairing them. That's They're not modulating. something that they do a ton in a lot of the other, like a lot and of the other mecha. they up a lot in this show. So Yeah, a lot amazing. of the other mecha I've seen, it's like, well, we have this one, this is our robot, and we fix it when it gets broken, but this one is like, I'm going to go pull another one of these out of the scrap heap, slap <laughs> two arms on it, and then put the like go under the hood and test out all the stuff and fix it. Uh, that stuff rules. It makes them seem more like old junked cars than fancy robots. Yeah.
0: there's a very specific sound effect that they play whenever um, Kiriko is actually like fixing a robot. Mm-hmm. They actually, it, it was really funny to me when I was again. I kept listening and watching for like production stuff mm-hmm. in this show. <laughs> And I heard a bunch of stuff that I would have heard in fucking Thundercats, and I have to wonder oh, if
2: Some I mean, library sounds or
0: something.
1: Well,
2: yeah, like, absolutely. I think I want to say Sunrise did the Thundercats opening, so that's probably.
1: not- I think so. There. It was like you know the, those like
0: sounds like, like you know, like yeah. the laser noises yeah. and stuff like that. Oh,
1: that's I. That is one thing I have to touch on too. Um, I love the soundtrack in this. I mean, not oh my god, the opening dude. and ending were really good. I talked about this a little bit before we got on mic, but. The um, this is one of the weird anime that does the episode preview before the ending theme.
2: Kiriko's gonna drag you into hell, and then it goes.
1: And normally, I wouldn't want the like spoilers of what's happening next, but I wanted to listen to the ending theme, so I always watched through the whole thing. Yeah.
0: And when I watched that, like, like I did the same thing. But then I could see the cell of the rain shifting over the robot. Like, again, like, I kept looking at That's shit so like funny. that, where, like, there's a cell in front of everything else that shows that there's, I like, rain or there's stuff like yeah. that. I
2: love that drawing because it shows, like, water running down the robot, not mm-hmm. just hitting it in, like, not yeah. just raindrops hitting it in certain places. But yeah, it's, like, it's like yeah, running
1: But down. even even outside of the opening and the ending, the a lot of the, like, basic OST stuff was really strong. I love all the synth. There's some really good synth in here.
0: Mm-hmm. Trumpets.
1: Yeah. Uh, There was one sequence where I think they're in the, like, the armory, like they're going, um, Kiriko's friends are going to go rescue him. Uh, And there's a scene where they, like, get out of the helicopter or something. And each, all three of them step out to, like, the notes of the song. It was one of those things that I just know. I was like, oh, that, that seems really intentional. That rules.
2: I love that they, in that scene, they do the Star Wars thing where they, like, take the cop's outfits and yeah. stuff That felt so Star Wars. When, I love that. It's uh, like, like, this where is, is he? Find him. And there's the guy who's just like, the, the chief is just like, you need to find him. And they're just like jogging in place. Like, yeah. yes, sir. Yes,
3: sir. That
1: was so a new hope to me. Uh-huh. Like, it, it rules. I liked it. But it was like, wow, they... Like, even like when they were trying to escape, it was like basically the scene where they take off in the Millennium Falcon uh-huh. and all the stormtroopers are shooting at them. I'm like, that's it. Like, it was, it was cool. Uh, yeah. It was great. The but. cop's...
0: Um, designs are somewhat rem- reminiscent of Stormtroopers. They also. definitely have They're like, like the yeah, black and white
1: Foot Clan helmets, or like yeah. shredder helmets, or whatever, and they look like
2: yeah, big white caps. I love how um, the first order of business when the new chief of police comes is like, who do I blame the death of the old chief of police on? <laughs> oh yeah, this guy. Yeah,
1: and then the other thing that I didn't touch on but was all through my mind is that the all of the biker design look like. Like uh, kids' toys that never got made. Like, mm. they're all fucking like, He Man shit. Uh, the huge bikes bad. and the, like, the big beefy guys with the face tattoos. And the and guns shit. are
2: attached yeah. to the front of the bike and the back of the bike, and they have like these weird barrels it that is, don't make a ton it, it of sense. It is like
1: all 80s kids' toys. Like
0: the, Okay, so <laughs> you guys probably know this, but um, Japanese an- animation studios like Sunrise would oh. do the animation for He Man and. Yeah. Um, and thundercats and stuff like that like oh, absolutely yeah. like you guys knew, know this mm-hmm. but i think that probably bled into things like either yeah, like I mean, J- japanese influence coming into the stuff they were working on for america mm-hmm. or american influence coming out into the it's stuff like they were it's going. a biker gang
2: we want them to shoot at people but we also want to impress that they are not just like you know regular bikers with like a shotgun or whatever so what if they had a button on their throttle that would shoot a, a bullet out of the back of their gun, which seems incredibly unsafe, uh, to no, the person fine. sitting in the... But yeah, the bike, you know, but yeah,
1: it rules. I was into it. Um, there, I think there was a second question, though, wasn't there? Um, we have-
2: I was going to ask if there was a memorable moment, something that stood out to you, but you said a couple of things there. Yeah,
1: definitely. I think that the uh, they they do... like. There's a fair bit of recap footage in this show, but I love basically every time they do it a lot of the like the scenes from episode one that they will show you a lot in the beginning of this first arc i was all super into like the pretty much that whole sequence where he sees a naked lady for the first time i'm like
0: they play that almost every episode they do like a a recap it's so striking it's the
2: most important piece of information
1: they they, they they show the way that they show her eyes is so good and he's like Scared, like, he runs back to his he robot. He points a gun at her yeah.
0: when she's, like, He laying. puts the gun
2: right to her head, and she doesn't blink, because for her, she's like, what? Your daddy. Y- yeah, 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 what?
0: <laughs> she's literally just been born. Like, there, there's a, a sequence um, in episode 11, mm-hmm. 12 or, or 10 or 11, where they go through her memory, mm-hmm. um, the, the guys who are trying to control her, which is the police captain and a priest. Yeah, yeah. Like I can't wait Christian
1: Christian to see what that guy's deal is.
2: she <laughs> has got some more going on. So, um, yeah, uh, they... Fiana is like she was in the middle of being programmed when Kiriko opened her pod, so, yeah. so that's it, part of why she's so, like it. They're so obsessed with Kiriko, and so is she because it. They're programming this like perfect sh- soldier as a proof of concept, and they want to sell her and say like, "Hey, we made we can make a million of these," but their proof of concept, their prototype, is like forever, is like it's forever messed up, up. because yeah.
0: Kiriko opened her pod. Yeah. Yeah. yeah
2: so um, they're like super interesting in between I, how to pilot robot how to kill people how to not feel remote is kiriko is there and yeah. so she's like well this is the most important thing for me to know
0: mm-hmm. is man with blue hair
2: mm-hmm. that's right yeah i i don't know i i like i really like
1: his design his suit rules the oh, blue yeah. hair is weird i, I like weird. i like
0: the blue hair combined with the slightly different blue eyes like i really I like think... that he needs yeah
1: the, I, I, I think like the color the...
0: in this show is actually really good like I noticed um, there were some some shots where it was supposed to be very dark or they were supposed to be going through like a vent or something like that and rather than painting everybody their regular colors they do like just different shades of gray mm-hmm. which I feel like at the time a lot of directors wouldn't think of doing. Like yeah. they're like just, there's a lot just of, do it the same color. There's as a lot done. of that
1: for like conservation of detail where they've got like a big crowd and everyone is gray. But mm-hmm. in those specific scenes where it's meant to be dark and it's the whole cast and they're all gray. I think mm-hmm. that really rules. That's great.
0: Yeah. Like especially at the time they you can't just slap a filter over, over it or something like yeah. that. Like they had to think about like what color might
1: be. One more that? memorable scene that came to mind is that there's this with um in one of the, like eight or nine maybe when they're like digging their way through rubble and stuff and they're trying to get to safety. The scene where they're like on a ladder that is above the whole city oh, yeah. is oh, so yeah. fucking good. It's like they, they come down the thing and it's like, oh, we're at the top.
2: Yeah. <laughs> and then they swing up, oh, like a, a ladder. There's and like then... a
1: precarious rope situation to go to the vent and oh. then everybody has to go down one by one oh. and then like falls or slips or something and oh. has to f- like flip around and grab oh, a pipe. Mm-hmm. what a great that scene was pretty good. it was yeah. cool it, it was really fun precarious. Vanilla
2: he's like aren't you a pilot shouldn't you be good with heights and he's like shut up fuck you <laughs> this is different
0: yeah uh, i do like that everybody has a, a backstory like
1: everyone's got a, a role a yeah. backstory yeah. and like a specific yeah. very specific
2: design kokona's the driver uh vanilla's the pilot and goto's like the the businessman. Yeah, scrap chunker Goto
0: I feel like has more to him like I feel like he was I haven't looked it up um, he's got more
2: experience I, I suppose yeah I,
0: he, he doesn't he doesn't really have
2: a mysterious past I'll tell you that right now you, okay. you're, you're not You're because not, he, uh, he tells
0: a story about some red shoulders of, uh-huh. which is a um, a unit it's the um, war crimes group but yeah is is, is what chirico is from but I, I was kind of like listening to that i was like how does he know that
1: mm, but really it was actually out more with all the, all for the veterans in the fighting arena too yeah, right. probably yeah um yeah i don't know i know i had a fun time with this
2: good this i'm really good. happy to hear that um i just have a couple of notes i want to read off and then we'll get into the transition to the end of the show
1: so
0: did you do the community segment Yes. Yeah, I
2: did. We read our, the email from Meryl. Yeah.
0: Right. 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 And Merrill. I already
2: did read the echo of the dolphin email the last time.
1: So, right.
0: Okay. So we we're not missing. You any. didn't read the weird email that was like one line in Arabic.
2: No, I did. I did not know. <laughs> I don't know, know how to pronounce to Arabic. Yeah. Yeah. I am. I should I be paying more attention to no. that? No. <laughs> you I thought know it was something funny. that we
1: don't, Sab?
0: No, I thought it was
1: fine. <laughs> okay. Yeah, uh, I'm we'll gonna I'm that, gonna say yeah. a really funny bit while Nick looks up something. Uh, I'm, looking at, I'm looking at that Arabic email. I'm uh, sorry. Okay. Uh, so
0: let me
2: let, let me open my notes back up. So no, i kind got a actually. really funny oh.
1: joke I was gonna say.
2: Uh I think that the the scope dog is just a fucking stone cold, amazing design. Yep, I love timer. I'm going but, to buy that model kit yeah, if I can me, find me too. it. Um, kit and kit uh, so? uh, I love the, the idea that, yeah. that it's made to suck on purpose so they could sell more of them. If they blow up then the people who are at war are going to buy more of it's them. It's like
3: a car. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh,
0: actually uh, pretty relevant. It's actually, like iPhone. Uh actually actually pretty pretty relevant when I was scanning my grandfather's stuff, he had a bunch of um, or he had a couple of like little tiny journals from when he was in India and in World War Two. And most of what he did in those and in his letters was complain about the Jeeps. Just <laughs> fucking breaking down. That's funny. Yeah.
2: So I, I love the idea of that because it seems to me like if you're the guy who's at Sunrise, the Sunrise executive, he's like, make a robot show. Robot toys are easy to make. Model kits are easy to sell. That sort of thing. And, and you hate that guy. And you hate <laughs> him and wish he would die. You're like, what could I do with the marketable toy in this show? Like, sure, it's got an Okawara design. It looks amazing. But... In the context of the show, it's always being destroyed, showing shown being dirtied and jumped and ripped apart. The arm it's, comes off. The arm comes off. That's it's the time. Uh, it's not unique in any way. It's not special. It's ma- the the main character has no attachment to them when he sees them. Yeah, he doesn't he, have a unique one. He just builds yeah. one out of garbage.
0: He, he favors the green ones, but that's about it.
2: <laughs> he ditches them whenever he can or whenever he needs to. He is. Constantly getting out of it or blowing it up on purpose to escape—it's like going against the things that make this a marketable, special thing. In that way, making it kind of more cool and unique. Yeah, but if you're trying to sell something to children, you don't want to show it losing and sucking all the time, because then kids are going to say it loses and it sucks. Why would I want that? Well, if they have like the um, like trash
1: heap toy <laughs> kit, you can put your little destroyed Votoms you right your there. Scope
2: dog in the trash. Wow. <laughs>
1: Um, um, that you bringing that up reminds me of how um, this is like a Doki Doki fact for, uh, anime fans. But, um, I love that, um, how Watanabe scammed Sunrise to make Cowboy Bebop. They're like, you yeah. can do whatever you want as long as there's a spaceship toy we can sell.
2: Yeah. <laughs> and then he makes like a fucking impossible spaceship design
1: yeah, like, okay, like, here's yeah. the
0: bebop. Here's the scorpion. I'm gonna make the best anime of all time. <laughs> yeah, and we're not gonna sell any toys. We <laughs> are I'm, gonna I'm, sell I'm
1: really glad, scale
0: figures of Faye Valentine.
1: I'm really glad that Sunrise has continued to take the L on that. Honestly, uh, to make I can think good of multiple,
2: like Big O did not sell model kits until way later, and then to Americans, they didn't like it in Japan.
3: <laughs> yeah. Uh,
0: I love it when Japan hates something and then America likes something. It's like Sonic the Hedgehog. It Like America fucking loves Sonic the Hedgehog and, and Japan is just like, meh. Metroid's a
2: good example of that. Metroid, but I yeah. Um, but anyway, uh, I that's something I think about when it comes to the, the mech design and the mech like uh, promotion of this show. In the second arc, the the Kumen jungle arc, um, we are introduced to Ypsilon, who is a, uh, Kiriko's uh, twink rival, who has a twink blue, rifle. Um, he has a blue Very scope fun. dog that's customized an evil for have him. An evil twin. He is a, he is a. <laughs> oh perfect, God, I wish. He is a perfect <laughs> soldier, which is like a, a kind of like what Fiana is, like a created in a tube special yeah. soldier mm-hmm. kind of guy. Uh, but they and, make
1: boy this time.
2: Yeah. Wow.
1: What do they think uh, of next?
2: Hold on, um, I want I want to pull boy. it up. Uh, so yeah. it's it's he's um. He's an interesting character, but I'm bringing him up right now uh, because his, uh, his fucking mech is, like, I love that it looks like a bat. Like, it has, like, the regular scope dog has this little radio antenna, right, that is, so the reason there are new types in Gundam is to solve the problem of how do we have drama in these fights if nobody can talk to each other, right? Yeah. So it's like, what if the people inside the mechs were psychic? In Votoms, everyone has a little radio antenna so that the squads can communicate with each other, but you can also talk to your enemy because who cares? Yeah. Um, <laughs> And that's how they do this a lot of the time, and I love how they use that for drama in the battles, especially since Kirito doesn't mostly talk to people anyway.
1: I there is a, a plot point in like the first episode, where like that contributes to his sense of not knowing what's going on because like he catches the radio chatter, and they're like, "Let's switch to a different channel and ditch this nerd." It was like the funniest thing. <laughs>
0: It is funny how It was like um, the No
1: Homers Club.
2: It was truly yeah, like it was really really
1: yeah, good. It,
0: it's funny how the technology of the time uh, paints what they think that technology Yeah, will it's like walkie-talkie shit.
2: So this is it. He's got like a bazooka Ooh, good. on one arm, a pile Ooh. bunker on the other, He's and blue. his has two little radio antennas uh, instead of one, which makes it look like a bat with the Nick, wide ears and the snub nose. Nick
1: is on the villains wiki to is find the best, this one. Best picture We're I could about find. A couple we- a <laughs> weeks know. ago,
0: we talked about that on the Godfather episode, I think. Michael but, yeah. Corleone yeah, villains
1: it. wiki. He's on the yeah. villains wiki.
2: <laughs> so, uh, but just like the Zaku, it does not take much to completely change like. The, the the feel of this design but it still maintains the stuff that makes it cool and looks good yeah that is an um,
1: incredibly cool
2: guy and then not just talking about the wow cool robot uh one of my favorite moments upon rewatch was vanilla faking getting his ass beat by the cops uh yep. in order to obtain information stuff. um uh, in episode nine Uh, Yeah, we kind of abandoned Kiriko to get all this money Like Vanilla and Goto arrive back at the hideout And Kokona's like, where's Kiriko? And they're like uh we just uh but check out all this money yeah, that we look, have. Look, look at the money. He would have wanted us to have this.
1: <laughs> yeah, have they like, say that a couple
2: times like
1: he let's not go back for him.
2: <laughs> it's okay. He, he would he have wanted this. He didn't want any of this anyway and he wouldn't he wouldn't want us to save it. That him.
1: was that was the scene I think where like it really hit home for me that they were all just like we could probably abandon him, right? We could we could get
2: away with this, but then they don't do it. And like, like Kokona what if kind of like didn't come back for him. Kokona kind of bullies them into it, but she's also like uh It's a
1: lot of money though. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but they
2: they're also like, "Uh, oh, all right, we should do it. And he did save our lives multiple times. Let's do it." Uh I love that the cops follow up on every single anonymous tip they receive without thinking, (laughs) without interrogating that at all. It makes me feel – the cops are portrayed very realistically in that they are are stupid and credulous and they believe everything and they always feel like they have the upper hand in every situation because of the sheer amount of, like, manpower or whatever. Like – there are mechs in this world, and the cops don't really have them. They just have no, like uh, they just shoot guns. Yeah, they just have they just have firepower and they helicopters. They got like a little tank like situation. That. Yeah, but they don't need it most of the time, yeah. right? Because if you're just arresting one guy, and like even when Kiriko is in a mech, he can't he can like do some serious damage to the cop. But if they haven't pinned down by a hundred guys, there's only so much he can do. Yeah, as gets shown when they set oh when they light the fire around him early on, mm. and the, it's like the AT sucks so much it doesn't protect him from that. He's about to overheat and yep. die. Like, that rules. <laughs> just... that's like that's good real robot shit that's yeah. like
1: yeah probably wouldn't protect you from standing in fire yeah sorry
2: Kirko's having ptsd already and oh. so he, he is like freezing and then some weird hooded weirdos come to just like hose yeah. down his back and, and then oh leave God, that's right that is uh, weird man so much cool stuff happens <laughs> right in that one sequence um uh, goto says it's times like this i really wish i really was a heartless bastard I also love how right before – anytime Kiriko leaves like a really important place, he has to make sure the most annoying person is dead right before he does it. Like when right when he's about to leave like the the fucking uh, – right when he's about to re- leave Udo at the end of this arc, he's like, all right, who are the guys that were causing me the most trouble? The police chief and uh, – okay. All right. So here we go. Let's cross two people off the I list. I got my list. Let's, yeah, let's cross, kill them. cross two people off the list and let's get out of here. Yeah. He's, he's not – He's not a super vindictive guy, but he, he definitely, in so many shows, even mecha shows like this, they are hesitant to have your main hero kill people unless they, like, directly threaten you. They are just happy to have folks waste dudes yeah, all the time Yeah, so good. When, I, when Kiriko's really... fighting in the arena and they're doing it for money, they're all betting on Kiriko to, to, like, make a profit off of this bet. And Kiriko beats this guy in the arena by... Laying down and punching up, yeah, at that him, was so, cool. which is so fucking cool. Yeah. And the, but he just explodes him. Like it's not, <laughs> this is not like a, oh well, this battle was just for sport. You broke his robot; he's fine. No, he just fucking killed him. Anyway, I,
1: I, one of the just real quick to touch uh-huh. on that. One of the scenes later on where they're like fighting against some of the bikers. I think mm-hmm. um, the. Girl character whose name I forget. Kokona? Uh, she is just shooting an RPG at the bikes. Yeah. <laughs> <at the place. laughs> it's and the funniest th- thing ever. She, like, frags, like,
2: four of those tr- bikers. Yeah, it's great. Uh, so if you want wanton violence and uh, explosive mechs and uh, stoic characters in a grimy setting, you can't do... You can you could do a good uh, deal Votoms worse than the for armor you. trooper Votoms. Yeah. Uh, find it on your personal computer. There is a nice mm. Blu-ray out, but that Google Blu-ray is that Blu-ray is in SD. So don't it's, you're not missing that much by not having it. And on top of that, uh, you know, I'm not a we're not sponsored by High Dive, so I'm not telling you whether or not they have it. Oh, yeah. um, um... <laughs>
0: I mean, the the complete collection has everything, like yeah. all the OVAs except for Mellow Link. Except which the one that count. Destroyed in hum- a not
2: Armor Hunter Mellow Link was destroyed in a fire, but also the tone is a kind of a different jump from the other Votom series. I think it might
0: also be a licensing issue because Made in Japan didn't, like maybe Made in Japan didn't get it because the original, um, I think it was like something park. Anyway, the original people who made Votoms had it up until the mid 2000s and then they went under. It was kind of really hard to
2: find for a while. When I first got into it, it was really hard to find. Now, the 40th anniversary just happened. There's going to be some official Votom stuff happening soon. That rules. I don't really want more. I don't really want a new video game or a new series or whatever. Um, but I think it would be cool if if there was like a, a little model kit I could get or or like a good, decent release of the series that, I mean, this one's pretty good. But uh, I, I like that this is preserved. Um, and I think that it really embodies what we're kind of going through. And I'm really happy that you guys were able to watch so much of it. Thank you so much for doing that. Mm. This I was. This was an episode I've had on my list for a really there will long be more time. More in my future. I Yeah, think. Uh, Big O and Gundam. I, I've been thinking about this for a long time in terms of like uh, stuff that I would like to have you guys watch. And Alex, what's our next huh? digital cyber RoboTemple mm. or entering episode.
1: the cyber zone? That's right. Um, we will be playing last year's Citizen Sleeper, a video game about a robot on a space station. So it's very fitting, I think, for this month. We got dice rolls in this one, right? You get to roll dice, and you get Ooh. to put them in Whoa. slots. My Ooh. favorite
0: thing. Maybe it'll pull me away from Baller's game. Mm.
1: It is a short game. Um, I think sequel I... already announced. I would like hmm. both of you to get an ending. Um, the way that this game works is that you can uh, get... You, like, will... Pursue a character or a group of characters until you get like their specific ending Um, But then you get to continue playing and you can you know do all the other character stories Um, I think I would have you pick one Whatever one you come to naturally first whichever one you like the most Um, The first ending that I got I have a lot of feelings for and it was like the canonical one in my eyes so I think try and find that for you guys and then See what you think. If you want to keep playing, go for it. I probably only took me like two hours to do everything. I can't remember whether this is
2: on okay. Game Pass or not, but if it is, I now, own
1: it on Steam. So if you uh-huh. still share it from me, you can it's, have it. I can my brother or you has own every it game ever, Steam, so I I don't I'm it asking Steam. him okay. if he has it. So or, if
2: you do, that's great. I did have it through Game Pass, but if Game Pass might have taken it off, if so, yeah. I will be using the podcast money to purchase a copy, so that two yes. of us have a copy, which means there is no way. There can be a problem
1: yes. about
2: this. This is a short game. It's a super interesting game. It's
1: not just narrative. There's some fun play to it. Oh, good. It feels very I Disco Elysium inspired. Very, very there's, kind of thing. There are mechanics in a way that I think is good. A lot of these kinds of games don't vibe for me as much because there's not as much play to it. I think that there are cool, fun choices you get to make while you're playing it. But uh, we'll talk about
2: that next week. All right. We'll see you next week when Cyber Timber continues with Citizen Sleeper. Thanks for listening.
0: Beep boop bop. <laughs>
3: Took